Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I am Austin Wilson, research analyst at Hickson Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb. Director of Financial Planning at Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. So Austin, how can people help us with our podcast? Yeah, so we would love it if you would subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, which is probably Apple Podcast. Pretty much. That's pretty much most 80, of 90%. Them. So Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you'd subscribe. If Google has their own podcast platform, I don't know. They have, they have a great Check one. it out. Amazing. Subscribe on there. We're on Spotify. We're on every single one. So We'd love it if you would subscribe, and it'd really help us if you would leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on as well, as that will help us to be able to reach more people. Yep. So today, I'm pretty excited about this, yes. because Josh came to me and said, hey, Austin. I did. That's well, how I usually start the conversation. <laughs> when I talk to myself, I say that. Though. Let's record a podcast today, and I was like, this is great. Yes. I love recording podcasts with Josh every single week. But what can we talk about? Let's just chat about it. And Josh said, why don't we ask the question that someone is going to get asked at some point in their life? And that question is, does this outfit make me fat? I, do you want me to answer that, or do you just... I'm not asking oh, for okay. myself. It's rhetorical. Okay, that's good. Because there's a right answer when it there's, comes to your there's wife. There's a quick answer, which yeah. is no, right away. Whew. Yeah, you, you don't. Be three you rooms don't, you over, and the think. answer is no. You cannot think yes. or or to pause yes. or anything. But the question I was thinking of, okay, different question. But which you look great, Josh. By oh, the thank way, you. the question I was thinking of is, how do I know if I can retire? That's right. You know that honestly is a question that I get asked a lot. Is, Probably about every client, and that's something I think everybody's going to ask themselves: is how do I know when I can? Because you know, I think everybody at some point has an idea of changing their work life. You know, retire is the word we use, but some people say, well, I may want to still do something, but it's that transition out of that full time obligation to be working to something different. So people want to know, like, can I actually do that? Right. And when is it? How does that look like? Yep. So we have put together three questions, big questions to yes. ask yourself as you're thinking about this transition. Because it's definitely a transition. Yes. Um, a lot of change coming. So let's talk about our three questions, starting with question number one. Yes. Question number one is, Josh, do I want to retire? Right. And these are three key questions. They don't encompass everything, but these are kind of the high level. So do I want to retire? That sounds kind of like a silly question to ask. But Obviously. Not everybody actually gets to make this decision. So I, I, I say that somebody asked this question, but do I want to retire? Because some people are forced to retire, whether it's to take care of loved ones or for their own well-being. Sometimes right. they're forced out of their working career, maybe before they were ready to make that decision. But if you are in that position where you're working and continue work, this is that first question you want to ask is, well, why am I even considering it? Right. What is causing me to ask that question? Don't do it if you don't yeah. want to. Yeah. So or have to. Yeah. So first part of that is, do I want to retire? Well, do I still enjoy what I'm doing? Right. You know, if you like what you're doing, no one's making you stop. And, you know, again, minus those things we were talking about is if you are allowed to continue to work, then go for it. There is no mandatory retirement age in the United States for everybody. Right. I mean, doesn't, like, I mean we're putting out age. this podcast every week. We're not retiring. I'm not done. Soon. I'm still going. Let's keep kicking here. Yep. And then along with that, do I want to retire becomes, okay, is working impacting all the other things I want to do? Right. Is my work, my career, whatever my job is, is that taking too much of my time that I could be using for other things. Yep. And then, you know, why am I even asking this question? Is it because 
I'm just watching other people around me that are my age same, making that decision. Yeah. Is it is it just because I hit a certain age that now I feel like I have to retire, or this is when my parents did, or this is when so and so? You know what what's causing this? Because mm-hmm. what you're going to find with this and the next question is it's really a matter of who am I and how do I perceive my value. And, and that is different for everyone. It is. There's not a straightforward answer for that. Absolutely. So that leads us right in yes. to question number two, which is, what the heck am I going to do when I retire? Right. Like, that falls sit around and yeah. play chess in the park. Yes. That, which walk your dog. To do. Walk your dog. Go fishing. Go fishing. Smoke some meat. Yep. Uh, mow your lawn. Mow your lawn. Really a little. Go well. golfing. You can tell. Yes. I mean, you when you're driving down, cross. The, drive down the street oh, and you see someone with perfect hedges mm-hmm. and landscaping and great grass yes they're for sure retired oh they gotta be they have no kids that's that's where it is definitely no kids definitely no kids probably retired (laughs) i saw this shirt it was a polo shirt and it was green shirt with stripes but if you look closely there was a little guy push mowing the stripes oh really so yeah i thought that was hilarious (laughs) that's an epic dad shirt right there so josh tell us what we need to know what people are going to do when they retire ask them that question yeah so if you're asking that first question do i want to retire the follow-up to that is, well, if I do, what would I do with my time? Because that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. People don't realize, but if you work eight hours a day, 40 days a week, 40 hours a week, that's a lot of days a week. days a week. It's a lot of days in the week. <laughs> 40 hours a week, that's a lot of time you have to fill oh, yeah. because it's mm-hmm. being filled for you automatically. So what am I going to do when I retire? Sometimes the answer is nothing, and that's fine. There's a period of decompressing from all those years of working that right. happens, and it's normal, and it's fine to just relax for a little bit. But that's not a long-term solution. You'll um, go bored. Yeah. And most people retiring in their 60s have 30 years of retirement. Exactly. 30 years of doing nothing is not ideal for anybody. And then the second thing is, you know, if I have all this time, what hobbies do I have to fill them? Mm-hmm. What plans do I have in place? Maybe it's travel, you know, those type of things. What do I have to fill that time so that I'm not getting bored? Because we know from research that if you don't keep yourself physically, mentally active, there is a decline for people in retirement. Right. And that's huge. And then the sense of purpose. A lot of people's identity is driven from who they are from a career standpoint, mm-hmm. right? When you meet somebody new, one of your questions you ask them is, what, what do, do you, you do? do? Right? And that's because we drive who we are from what we do. Mm-hmm. And so how am I going to have a sense of purpose for my life now that my career may be over or changing. And all this may sound familiar because we did an interview with Scott Miller at our office. our life coach. Yes, who does life coaching. And so he talked about this piece as well. This conversation we're talking about today is that way early, like just I'm thinking about it. I'm asking these questions, right? He's the variable when you're like actually needing to go through the process. But these are high level. Anybody can ask. I mean, you could be 20 years old asking these questions. Do I want to retire? Well, probably not. Maybe I want to, but yeah, is it probably feasible? not. Um, and then <laughs> what am I going to do with all my time if I'm 20 and I'm going to live till my 90? Yeah. It's, you know, 70 years, that's a lot of time to figure out. So this question to be asked anytime. But it's, what am I going to do when I retire? That's huge because I'm dead serious about this. I spend my time helping people with money. Money is not your biggest problem in retirement. Oh, no. No, it is your time. That's why we haven't even talked about yes, it Yes, we haven't got there yet because we're going to get there after the dad joke. But before we do support group. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to do with my time when I retire? People. We are made to be social people. We need some sort of interaction. You can't be a hermit. Yes, Even even introverts introverts. need at least one person looking at the floor with them. And your spouse does not count. Yes. (laughs) And so support group, having people around that are going to encourage me, challenge me, keep me going. That's huge. Because a lot of people try to do this on their own. 
and they get stuck because yeah. maybe your support group was coworkers. Well, if you retire and they're not retiring, they're still busy during the day and yep. you're going to need to find some other people to help you along with that. Absolutely. Well, we promised we would talk about finances, but before yes. we do, yes. Josh, I have got a dad joke of the week Ooh. that might put a smile on your face. I am ready. So from our slash dad jokes yes. on Reddit, Reddit, what I read it, did you I read it on Reddit? Yeah, that's not even the dad joke. It's just a bonus. What do you call someone who pretends to be Swedish? Oh man, I don't know. An artificial sweetener. <laughs> artificial sweetener. I like it. And then someone said, "That's it. I'm finished with the sub. Finished. Like finished. Like, finish. Like finish the population." Yeah. Oh, and then man. someone else said, "There's Norway. I will continue with this sub." Wow. We're getting. And then someone said, "Haven't decided where Iceland yet." Iceland yet. Okay, I'm done. Wow. So that was, was the dad joke of the week. European a puns lot in there. of European puns there. But that leads us to our third and final question yes. that we are going to address today, and that is the one everyone's really waiting for. Yes. Because it's the one that people probably go to first. Even though we just shared yes. bigger picture pieces, yes. this is what we're hitting third. So do I have the finances to retire? Right. And that's the question I get asked usually as a follow-up of can I retire is do I have enough saved to yeah. retire? That's really what they're asking me. Right. But we need to deal with the other pieces as well. So we do get to this question eventually. But And that's usually everybody's first question is when they say, can I retire? It's do I have the money to retire? Right. And finances are important. Because like we mentioned, there's a, usually a long period of time that your finances, your investments need to cover your living because you go from getting a paycheck to providing your own paycheck. So now we're here. Let's we're talk here. about it. We're going to hit a couple things first, and then I want you to weigh in on kind of your investment side of things when you see retirees. Absolutely. Piece. First question I always ask him then is, well, how much do you plan on spending? That's a great question. A great question. Because then I can back into it. Because there's not one number that's answer for everybody. No. You, you can't say once I hit X dollars, I can retire. Because it depends on what your plan is. Because people used to, to say, oh, I have a million dollars. I'm good. I'm and good to go. It really depends on what you're spending. That could be a yes or no answer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so how much do you plan on spending when you retire? And that's a guess, an educated guess. Because there's right. unforeseen expenses that could pop up, health, all those fun things. But just high level, what do you expect? And then yep. we can back into it from there. And then once you have that spending number, then your advisor can start testing that to say, okay, if that's how much you plan on spending, will it last based mm -hmm. on what you have? And so they'll test it. We use all different types of testing in our industry. But Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo is one of those. It's where you take the probability and the sequence of returns mm -hmm. and say, where are we at? Like with a that? thousand different. Oh, man. It's all different. Yeah. We yeah. Use, use a thousand trials. It's intense and it's ultra conservative from that standpoint because you're testing mm -hmm. from all these crazy scenarios that may or may not happen. Right. But it's a good way of testing. You can test for downturns. You can test for disruptions of income, all these different things that you need to, depending on what your situation is. But that's the second thing you do is once you know how much you're going to spend, you, you test it to say, okay, right. is that, does it work? You know, And one of the things that you have to plug into that test is how long. So you got to kind of figure a time frame, yep. which again, you don't know the answer to that. And we know that statistically speaking, people are living longer people than they used longer. to. So yep. there is a high, high likelihood that if you're a married couple, at least one of you, if not both, are going to be living well into your 90s. Yes. Yep. And that is a long time to plan yep. for. And I always say that's a good problem to have. Is, it really you know, is. Living a long time. So, And the, along with that, when you're testing these things is what sources are coming from income sources, whether it's a pension or social security, those type of things, and what sources are coming from assets that you need to either sell or grow, you know, those type of return approaches. You, you kind of look at those differently. You yep. Social security that has an income adjustment, inflation adjustment to it that happens over time. Pensions may or may not. 
Some are guaranteed. Some are less guaranteed. You got to look at that structure and say, okay, how much can I count on this as providing for long-term? Some have survivorship benefits mm-hmm. to it. So you have to factor all that in. And then when it comes to your assets, you know, how much am I predicting that I will grow these? And we'll talk about that in a minute. So all that factors into the testing. And then what about healthcare? That's that a big a expense. wild card. Yeah. If I'm retiring at 60, Medicare starts at 65. I got to figure out healthcare in that five-year gap, yep. right? And so healthcare is very important. And then there's like long-term care, which covers in case you go into a nursing home or facility. Do I need that? How much is that going to cost me? All that. And another factor, and this is one of those, again, everybody can have their own opinion on it, but debt. Mm-hmm. Do I want debt? How much debt? Do is I have debt, debt in retirement yeah. a good thing, bad thing? And so I don't have a hard answer for that, but you need to understand your debt obligation going into retirement. Right. Because if something happens, those debts are still due. Oh, you yeah. still owe. And so do I have what I need to cover that? And I think as a general rule, if I'm just keeping good debt as one thought and bad debt as another, knowing that situation. Yep. So that would be examples of things like a home. Yep. It's, that's one kind of debt. Something but, that's appreciating in value. But something like credit card debt yes. or whatever. That's Cars. Those may be things that you may want to think about differently as you approach retirement. Yes. Yep. Yep. Great. And so I look at my income, I look at my spending, look at my debt and my health care and all those pieces into factor into that. And then the question becomes, well, okay, how am I going to invest my money? And how much am I allowed to take out of it mm-hmm. along the way? And so in our industry, somewhere around 4 or 5% is a kind of sustainable withdrawal over the long term. There's all these different ways of looking at it. That number can vary all across the board. I've seen some as low as 2. It all depends on what you're factoring into that. Right. How much are you factoring in growth? How much is in stocks versus bonds versus cash? All that factors in. But industry-wise, somewhere around 4 or 5% is like a sustainable withdrawal over a 40-year retirement. Right. So all those things factored in to it is... Do I have the finance to retire? And again, I can't give you a number because it, re- it really just depends. But from a high-level standpoint of, of this piece is flexibility is important. Because when you're in retirement, you'll find that you don't have set expenses. There's variable, all these different things. An opportunity may come up to knock something off your bucket list that may cost a little more. Right. You may downsize or move or relocate for family. All these different things. There may be elderly parents that you start taking care of that cost some time and some money. You may have to add on to your house so they can live with you. You know, yeah. all these things. Your grandkids the key is, may want a pool. Yes. The key is not to get so caught up, but to be flexible and make adjustments along the way. Yep. And that's really what changes a successful retirement plan or not is your ability to adapt. Right. And that's why typically they're built more conservative yes. because then you have buffer. Build in a cushion. For yep. when things need to happen. If yep. you need to have a one-time $50,000 expense, it's not going to throw you off yep. or whatever. So that's why building in buffer for unforeseen expenses yep. is key there. Yep. But also, as you were talking about with the withdrawals, is it depends on the person. But if you are a person who's willing to make changes mm-hmm. in your plan on how much you're taking out, you can often have a lot even more money during some periods of your life if yes. you're willing to, if the market goes down, take out less or whatever yep. and adjust your plan. So there's a lot of reasons where it really pays off to work with someone who who can run all those different scenarios that we talked about earlier yes. because there's a lot of flexibility there yeah. if you if you need it. Yeah. Which is yeah. pretty cool. Running some what-if scenarios is great just to say, hey, what if I do this? And right. then you can see what that impact is. When it comes to investing, you talk about that just a second ago, but what does that look like for someone? Because they may say, you know, while I was working, I was really aggressive, but I read that I should be really conservative when I retire. What What do you think from your side of the table? Yeah. When I'm talking 
planning, you know, I'm working through all the numbers, but when it comes to investing, what is kind of your thoughts on that? Well, at a high level, I guess I should probably say that it's different for everyone. Yes. Because every single person's risk tolerance and goals are different. So as you're working with your advisor to build out that plan, hopefully they're asking some sort of questions about what you are able to tolerate in terms of market movements, because obviously different areas of the market are going to be more volatile or less volatile. But yes, it is often thought that a lot of retirees need to have significant portions, if not a majority of their of their assets in something like fixed income yep. or whatever, because yes, it's you know quote unquote safe. And I would point out that first of all, it hasn't been safe in 2022. So there's yes. a good example for yep. you. So even something like that is you know down double digits in in bonds. But second of all, when you look about the long term, it's really about your money's purchasing power that we need to talk about. Yep. Purchasing power is how far your dollar goes. And when if you think about inflation, which is on top of everyone's mind right now, in periods, there's always some level of inflation. And sometimes it's marginally negative, but there's always some level of, of inflation going on. And that's just the sign of a healthy, growing economy. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But what that means is that if you have a million dollars in your account and next year inflation's 10%, it's your purchasing power was reduced by 10% and your dollars didn't really grow. Yes. So what you need to do is have your money allocated in such a way to outpace inflation for one and grow on top of that. Yes. And if you think of long-term average, so take this like last couple years of weirdness mm-hmm. out of the way, long-term averages of inflation are two and a half, three percent somewhere in that range. So you need your money to a grow that much, but B also have a growth component on top of that. And the way that we have determined that that is best handled is through stocks. Yes. Stocks are the most proven inflation protection out there. And they're the ones that have been through every single cycle for 100 years and and actually done well over time. So what we would say is while you may want some sort of fixed income allocation to get your volatility level down due to risk, Mm -hmm. you can bring that risk level down, you must have, generally speaking, a healthy portion of your of your assets in stocks. Um, and those can be dividend-paying stocks, which are great. They pay dividends. But stocks in general are going to be the thing to keep your portfolio from being eaten away at inflation over time. That sounds good. I think for a lot of people, knowing that you have those goals while you're working, that doesn't change in retirement. Your goals right. may adjust because now you're achieving one of your goals of retirement, but your investments still need to track those goals. So if one of those goals is legacy giving, yeah. maybe being a little more aggressive with that piece of your portfolio is maintaining that goal's objectives to say, hey, my goal is to grow this money, f- not for me, but for someone else. And right. so you're looking for a longer term time frame, so it gives you a little more ability to weather those ups and downs. But you're right. Having an allocation to the stocks is very important because historically speaking, they're the only asset class that is consistently kept up with and beaten inflation. Yeah. And along with that, diversification is important because no one's great at guessing what's going to do no. well in any given time frame. And then also with that withdrawal, you know, if I'm going to be taking a higher withdrawal rate, I need to be able to sustain that. And that, again, that comes from the growth piece of that. Mm-hmm. So there's no hard number there. Again, it's at 60%, 70%, 80% in stocks. You know, it really depends on your goals, what your starting amount is, what your withdrawal rate is. But in general, a, a portion needs to be in stocks with that. So as we've talked about today, money is really just a small piece yes. of the overall picture about retirement. There's more to it as we talked about today. So uh, keep that in mind. There is really a lot of focus around maintaining that sense of purpose in your life. Yes. And that's something, again, we talked about with Scott Miller, our life coach here. So if you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode. Yes. We'll link it in the show notes. It's, it's really a lot more in-depth. 
mm-hmm. in certain areas that we talk about today. But Josh, how can people help us to continue to grow this podcast? Yeah, yeah. thanks for listening. Make sure you share this episode. If you know somebody who's just starting to have that conversation about retirement, share this with them and help them look through some of those first couple questions, especially of kind of what is my next phase going to look like? Because that'll help determine, well, am I ready yet? They may find that the things they want to do they're not quite ready for, or the people they want to do them with aren't quite there yet either. And so those are always good things to do. And if you have any questions, thoughts, just shoot us an email at hello and investeddads.com. All right. Well, until next Thursday, have a great week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.